Hello, coders. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, good evening. Good evening. Uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, side projects. Side projects it is episode 118 of the How to Code Well podcast. This is completely and utterly live, as it always is every Thursday. Um, although I have to make a couple of apologies, I haven't been streaming. Uh, I didn't stream last week because I was um, man trailing. Man trailing, if you don't know, is search rescue for uh, dogs. So I, um, me and my wife, we, we are uh, doing a course at the moment that teaches Murphy how to do search and rescue, which is pretty awesome. It's just uh, recently it's been on uh, the Thursdays and the Friday evenings. So we haven't been able to do any of that. And actually, if we get straight into the housekeeping, um, from mid-October, I won't be able to do any streaming on the Sunday on Twitch. I'm going to move that to Saturday to uh, because we, we are man-trailing on the Sunday afternoon. So I won't be able to do any streaming on the Sunday. I'm going to move that to the Saturday. That's going to happen around mid-October. I'll let everybody know closer to the time, uh, probably via Twitter and Discord as well. Um, so that really wraps up the housekeeping. Let's dive straight into today's episode, and it's all about side projects. Um, and I, I, I've been thinking about this for a long time, so, uh, you know, side projects. What are side projects? Definition of a side project, all of that stuff. Uh, and I threw some notes down, and I basically just sort of created lots and lots of um, sort of lists of things. And I probably could split this up into multiple videos or multiple podcast episodes. Uh, but I, I've just decided that tonight I'm going to just just, um, just run down my notes. In fact, I've added my notes to the, uh, to the, to the, to, or some of my notes to the, to the description, not all of it, but some of it to the description of this, uh, of this video. Of course, this is a podcast. It will go out, um, next Friday. I have, um, last Fridays to go out, uh, tomorrow as well. So let's just get into this. So a side project. I've broken this down into one, two, three, four sections. The first one is why is it good to have a side project? The second one is a list of my side projects or some of them. And then five reasons to stay productive or five ways, sorry, to stay productive when you are creating a side project. Uh, and then five side projects, everyone, everyone everyone can do five side projects that everyone can do okay so when i was writing this i was thinking about who is my target audience is my target or target no, target audience um new programmers new web developers coming into into the old industry web development or is it programmers who have already established themselves and they've got their, maybe their first or second or third job in the industry. And uh, maybe they're looking for other challenges. So I'm going to sort of frame this with both of those contexts in mind. Um, I don't know why the stream is, uh, is it, it says it's healthy. I don't know why the stream is, is spinning like that. I'm just going to continue on. Uh, okay, so the first one is uh, why is it good to have a side project? So, first of all, when you're um, when you are learning web development from 
the off. So you, you don't know how to program at all. You haven't built a website. It is quite pressured because you end up, uh, you've got an end goal in sight. You want to get into the industry and therefore you need to learn all of this stuff. And therefore that is your, that is your uh, pressure, right? You need this because you need to get into the industry because you need to earn some money. Um, whereas when you're learning a side project, a project that is on the side of something else, you, you, end, you end up learning at your own pace, not the pace that is set out by the course or by the boot camp or wherever, however you're learning, whether you're at university or whether you're learning from a, an online Udemy course or something like that. When you're building a side project, you're obviously learning, but you're doing so at your own pace whenever you need to learn. I mean, for instance, there's a couple of side projects that I, I load of side projects I, I've built uh, that um, I necess haven't necessarily learned anything on, right? Because I already know how to do it. I know how to do CSS HTML, JavaScript, PHP, all of that jazz. But there are certain elements of those side projects that I've needed to learn to do. And so I am preparing myself um, better or in my own space, not better. I am preparing myself um, in my own way to learn the things that I need to learn at my own pace. It's not a, a curriculum that's been set out by someone else who says that you need to learn this, 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 and this before you learn this, 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 and this. When you are uh, building a side project and there's something that you need to discover and learn, it's because you need to solve a problem that you've come up with and that's come up in your own time. And therefore you, there is no external pressure. That's what I'm trying to say. There's no external pressure on you to actually learn this thing. Okay. Um, it, it certainly helps learning new technologies and techniques. This is great when you're, um, let's say for instance, you, you are looking for a new role, um, or a new job. And you, so you're already established in the industry. You've got a, a couple of years under your belt and you're looking to, to move on to another thing. And that other thing may have a requirement to have an understanding of a programming language, a framework, a technology, a methodology that you are not aware of. And therefore, you could tailor your side projects to those things. And therefore, you can um, that will that will benefit you. You can put that on your CV as things that you, you that you know. And if you've built any side projects and they are publicly available, you could post that onto your CV too. Okay, so um, working without constraints. Uh, if you don't get it done, it, then it doesn't matter <laughs> because it's all on you, right? It's all on you. If if you if you come up with a side project and you you know you know the the you know the thing where you you wake up one morning and you're like I've got a fantastic idea. Better still, I have a fantastic name for a domain. I am going to buy that domain name and then I'm going to build the project. How many times have I done that and not actually finished building the project, but I bought the domain name? <laughs> That's happened many, many times. And um, it's okay. It's, I mean, obviously you lose a bit of money, but domains are cheap um, these days. But it's, it's kind of like, you know, you do, 
you are the person who is setting the constraints. You are the one who's setting the boundaries. And it might seem like a great idea this week, but it might be a terrible idea next week. So it doesn't really matter if you don't actually complete the task. As long as you're enjoying it, that's the main thing, as long as you're enjoying it. Um, and we are moving a little bit into the uh, into the pros and the uh, how to stay productive. But anyway, um, okay, so I personally believe that learning a side project, doing a side project, encourages creativity and thinking outside of the box. The reason being is that Let's say you're you're you've been in the, in the industry for a couple of years, a good couple of years, and uh, you have just been working in e-com in e-commerce sites. You've just that's all you've been doing, but you've got a little niggle in your brain. It's like a little itch you want to scratch. You know, I want to build something that is in a different industry. I don't want to do anything that's in e-com. I want to do something else. I want to do. I want to just try out another you know, a project specific, specifically tailored to another industry, not e-commerce, something else. I don't know what it could be. It could be, you know, whatever. It could be anything. But it makes you, it makes you appreciate that there are other challenges out there, not just e-commerce. <laughs> and so when you do tackle an e-commerce problem, you're, you also tackle it with the frame of mind that you have knowledge of other industries and how they may have tackled those things. Um, so it, 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 it makes you, or it forces you to think outside of the box. It, it basically, what I'm trying to say here is get out of your comfort zone. It gets you out of your comfort zone, uh, because you're doing, you might be working, you know, seven, eight hours a day doing the same thing for the, for the past three years, right? Working on the same code base, doing the same monotonous stuff. Um, but your side project could be something completely different. You could be a back-end engineer. You could be you could be a, a Python dev or a PHP dev. But in your spare time, you could be a JavaScript hero. You know what I mean? It's 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 um it it helps you to I feel I think it makes you as a better better uh, rounded developer by having the ability to um to learn different skills and technologies, but also. Um, also it makes you look at problems differently because you have the, the knowledge of other things, other industries, other challenges. And so the typical day to day challenge that you get, uh, you'll look at that, you look upon that slightly differently. Um, and you, you might be able to approach it in a different angle. Okay. So, um, that was encouraging creativity. The next one is, uh, they help. It helps you to keep focused on the main project. So the main project is of the, obviously the project that you're doing to get paid. But I find that my side projects help me to become more focused on my main, on the thing that pays my my wage, my salary, my um, you know my daily rate. Because. Um, because you you have to learn to separate the two um and therefore once you have those boundaries set up it becomes more um you become i find more efficient because you're like okay i have up until this period of time in my day that's my daily my, that that is my worth of my daily rate fine anything after this period of time 
is my time. My time that I can, I can, I can learn, I can develop, I can do my own stuff. And so you are therefore, and this is what everyone should do, is create, is time, your time boxing. You're saying that is the time that I have for my professional thing. And then this is the time that I've got for my not so professional thing <laughs> for my side project, perhaps. Um, and by doing that, you, you, it, it helps you to um, to be a little bit more focused, a little bit more sort of like, like, for instance, by half past three, I'm looking at the time going, oh, dear, I really need to get this stuff done by uh, tomorrow's sprint meeting. <laughs> so, so uh, um, you know, let's shut the door. Let's put on some some music and let's let's get this code done and written. Um or, you know, if I haven't, if I haven't, um, if, if it comes to a certain time of the day and I haven't solved a problem and I know that I've only got X amount of hours left in the day, then I need to speak to someone, you know, that having the end buffer, having the end time makes you more efficient and knowing that you have to have a gap between uh, your, your uh, day-to-day project and your side project um, has that sort of enforces that if that makes sense enforces that uh okay so um they can help with mental health uh uh, by providing an escape from the real work so this is um this is really really good so there's there's been a, a couple of times in my career where i've been working on a particular project and it's been really tough really really like a real tough project really really tough project and Everybody likes to succeed. Everybody does. Um, but what I found is when I'm working on really tough things, like I mean so tough that it becomes um, exhausting <laughs> in terms of your mind. You're thinking about things so much. You're thinking about all the various different avenues, different challenges, different paths, different constraints. You've got all sorts of requirements that you have to cope with. It is a, it becomes a real challenge to to, uh, to to do this. The payoff is immense once you finish the thing. When you once once you've gone from zero to something, um, and it's out in the wild, it's being used by the public. The payoff, the feeling of that is immense. But when you're in the trenches, when you're doing that stuff, I find that having a side project that gives me quicker feedback loops in terms of rewards helps because um, I I used to do this without side projects and you would just end up feeling like you weren't actually getting anywhere with the project because it was just like, oh, (laughs) every day is like, oh no, I'm, I'm still working on this thing and it still isn't where it needs to be. Um, we tried X, Y, Z, but that didn't work. So we're going to try another thing. You know, um, it's like, I find this now when I go out for a run in the morning, like if I go out for a nice long run before work, if I get up at like at six and then go out and go for a run and, um, I come back and I'm feeling really refreshed and, and, you know, in the zone, uh, I know that I've already achieved something. And therefore, I I don't start the day feeling, oh, I've still got this thing to do, this challenge to do. What I'm finding now with the running is that um, that that I can I can switch off, I can go out for a jog, um, and then come back feeling refreshed, tackle the problem, and uh, 
you know, usually things get get solved quicker, I find. But it's the same with side projects. So if you've got a side project and it's in in comparison to the thing that you're doing uh, on a, on, you know, on a day-to-day basis, if it's far easier to do, <laughs> then you get that feeling of success quicker than you do when you're doing your main project. So there were a couple of times where I would get up early, like super early. I mean, I, this was like last year when I was streaming at six in the morning because that helped me working on my side project. Um, be that, that helped me develop my side project and, and fix tickets and, and, you know, clear some GitHub issues before I started work. So I, I felt like I was achieving things before I actually started work. It's, I'm now turning to fitness, but you know, it's, it's, you get the same, you get the same feeling back, you get the same kickback. And that really helps with mental health, I find. I, I fi- find that that is a real good... If I'm, if I'm constantly struggling, um, then that's not good. And we do. There are t- periods of time where when, you, um, when you're trying to build something in your, in your day-to-day job, it is a struggle. It, is, it, it's ju- it just is. It's a struggle. What we do is difficult. And therefore, there are going to be times where you struggle. But during those times of struggle, if you could find a side project that you do or a ho- another hobby, for instance, that gives you good rewards, a quicker sense of reward, then that helps you. Uh, it certainly helps you out there. Okay, so uh, they can also be used as practice projects uh, before working on a production-based code. Yeah, so this this is great because... And I and I I've got a list here of some of my projects that I've I've done, and and I've streamed, and uh, some of these are based on some of the uh, the job specs that um, I've had over the years, not not to the letter of obviously, but in terms of the technology. So, for instance, last year I was asked, "Do I know Laravel?" And I was like, "Yeah, I know Laravel." And then it was like, "Well, do you know Lumen?" <laughs> and I was like, "Well." I kind of know Lumen, um, you know, I, I could probably jump on and, and uh, learn it within, you know, refresh my, my, uh, my memory within two weeks or, or like a month or whatever. Um, fine. But then I was like, why don't I just create a side project of Lumen <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and put it on YouTube? And I did. That was the... Um, uh, DB Cedar uh, thing, and we ended up doing the status bot for how to code well, written in Lumen, which is a you know the Laravel micro micro framework. Um, so yeah, you can use side projects as a means for you to springboard into careers, into projects, into jobs and stuff, um, and it helps you to to uh, build up confidence because you're you're um, building a project around. A technology that is in a specification or a, or a, a job spec that you're not not 100 familiar with so build a project using that get your confidence up get your skills level level yourself up i mean i just took it to a, another step and i put it on youtube you don't have to do that of course um but it, it, it certainly helped me because that was my sort of um that's just the way i do it <laughs> okay so uh, it's great for full stack devs, right? So 
learning uh, side projects or having side projects when you are a full stack dev uh, is great because you are in complete control over the specification of that project, right? It's, it's, it's your project. You do whatever you want to do. You can, if you wanted to, um, completely rebuild it halfway through into a completely different framework. You could pick and choose whatever tools that you want to do. What I, if you are, um, if you are a full stack dev and you're in the industry and you're looking for an, a, another challenge, then I highly recommend that you, um, you, you take a little inward look into yourself and go, okay, I'm a full stack dev, but I lean more on the on the back end side, or I lean more on the front end side, and therefore I'm going to have a side project that is specifically to my weakest side. Um, this is why I, I mean I'm a full stack dev. I do PHP uh, quite a bit. I am probably leaning more towards PHP than than front end, but this is why last year we. Uh, built the howtocodewell.net website using React. <laughs> that is why. That is that is why. Because I didn't want to drop the full stack uh, dev ball, as it were. I, I I wanted to keep running with it, and I was looking for an excuse to learn a technology that I wasn't necessarily used to, i.e., React. And that's why we did it. Um, it you know and and off of the back of that we learned uh, Gatsby we learned um, React we we learned AWS Amplify we learned uh, Graph GraphQL all of that jazz. Now, have I used that in my professional um, space? No. Will I use that in my professional space? Yes, I'm pretty sure I will um, at some point. So I will I will end up using that um, at some point. And it, it just helps you to look at um, the problems, like I said, again, in a different way, because we built a static site. I've never built a, stat, uh, a, a modern age static site before. Um, so that was <laughs> that was kind of like I was using it as an excuse. So that's there you go. So it's great for full stack devs who want to broaden their tool set. Uh, so if you class yourself as a full stack dev and you think that you lean against one side more than the other or you're using technologies that uh, are a bit out of date, use your side project as an excuse to level yourself up. Um, it's always good to look at where you are versus where you want to be and then look at the, how you can get there. And if you can use your side project like a stepping stone to get to that point, then do so. Do it. Uh, okay. <clears throat> so I think I mentioned this already. It's it's great for getting out of the comfort zone. So, like, you know, it's very easy to be in a comfort zone. You probably are in a comfort zone without knowing you're in a comfort zone. Are you comfy? Yeah, you're in a comfort zone. Um, so when you have a side project, try and pick on one or two technologies that you have never used have never used. Um, it doesn't even matter if these are projects that uh, or technologies that you'll never use in, in your professional life. But uh, it, again, it's always good to have that knowledge. So I'm a contractor, right? I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a contractor and one could argue that I'm also a consultant as well because I, I, I do go in and, and, and I consult and uh, talk about software architecture and 
uh, it's useful to have a shopping list of tools that you are aware of. And what I do is when I go from project to project or client to client, that everybody's setup is completely different. Everybody uses different tools, using different things. I try and level myself up on as many things as possible whilst I'm there. And then I can bring that knowledge with me. I do the same with side projects. So I try and pick all the side, I try and pick technologies that I'm not even aware of or I have got little knowledge of, but I've heard they're really good. And then I try and learn them, fit them into my side project, and it, I take it with me. It's great. It's really great. Uh, and when you're um, when you have a conversation with a client and they're like, "Oh, do you know X Y Z?" You can go, "Yeah." <laughs> Yeah, I know that. Or I've heard of that or I've built something with that. Or, you know, you, you then are able to answer questions, technical questions, because you've done those things before. Um, you become more of an asset to the client for having that knowledge. Even if that knowledge wasn't on the job spec, if it comes out in a conversation and, and you are suddenly, you know, the go to guy for, for, for that, then... <laughs> All good to you. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to break up some of my side projects now. So I've got m far more than this, far more than this. But I suppose these are the active ones at the moment. And yes, I am. I am. Uh, I have purchased many, many, many domains <laughs> and not used them. <laughs> Or built half-baked things that probably need to be upgraded and all of that jazz. Anyway, so obviously the biggest one is the How to Code Well site. And I am still going to class this as a side project. Um, I mean, at some point when it goes live, when the, the new stuff goes live, it will become less of a side project and more of a business. Um, and then you have to uh, look at the definition of what is a side project and what is a business um you know what is a what is a project that is actually making revenue um because that eventually i would like that to happen it's certainly not there yet it, it won't be there this time this year and i said that last year so you know who knows when it's going to go live but um i am still classing that as a side project now the hard to code well site was built last year in react using GraphQL, using Tailwind. It's now, and, and the uh, it had a bunch of APIs. We were trying to work on microservices. That didn't really work out very well. Um, and through the process, I've been upgrading all the way up from Symfony 4, or, the, or was it 3? No, 4. All the way up to 5.4 now, and we are looking to go into Symfony 6. I created the project in, as I mentioned before, as a sort of a single site, a single page application, not a single page application. What am I talking about? A static site. Um, discovered that that was a bad idea. Discovered that um, th having so many APIs was a bad idea. Decided to rebuild the whole thing again in Symfony using PHP 8. Um, it's also taught me how to integrate with Stripe. It's taught me how to use Ansible, Terraform, AWS, and Kubernetes. Um, so there's a you know that project has a lot of technologies that I have learned because of that project. It's been it's been a gold mine of knowledge. It's really it really has helped. It's helped my career. It's great. Um, and what I do is I stream the building of that every sun. Well, it's going to be every Saturday after, you know, mid October. So over the weekend, uh, at 1430 
BST, uh, British Summertime, on the Sundays. And then I do, so I do that on Twitch and then on the uh, Tuesdays, Tuesday evenings, probably around six, half six, I stream on YouTube and we do like an hour uh, of that. Okay, so the next one is the Discord bot. Now we have a Discord bot on Discord um, and that taught me Node.js and it also, also taught me how to handle uh, webhooks. Um, there are, I, I've put, the, I haven't used this in a while, but I've put this in because I have plans for this Discord bot in the, in the coming year. Um, so I, I've just put it there. The next one is the status bot. We mentioned that Laravel Lumen, I've spelled Laravel wrong, but Laravel Lumen, um, that taught me Lumen. <laughs> that also taught me Eloquent, which is, uh, you know, how to interact with the database, um, and yeah, that was really good. That was really, really good. That again, that was me. That I needed to do that because someone asked me if I knew the technology, and I said, "Give me a couple of weeks, and I'll I will." <laughs> and I chose to do the status bot, which is um, it's kind of like uh, status cake. If you've used that, some a tool that allows to to sort of ping your sites to make sure that they're up and then record the statuses of, of, of those. Uh, we did that using Lara, using Lumen. Uh, okay, and then after that, we have uh, Baked by Pen. Yeah, so this is a side project, which hopefully will become a, more of a business, um, probably sooner than the How to Code Well site, to be fair, because this is my wife's uh, e-commerce shop, and it's built using Silas, uh, which is the Symfony um, e-com framework. It's using Stripe again. It's using Ansible and Terraform to set up the servers. Uh, so there's so I've been using these projects as a means of um, learning new skills, leveling up skills, and then obviously eventually bringing these into a sort of a production ready esque kind of environment and learning the difficulties with that too. Um, so obviously with those things, you then have all the DevOps side, all the backups, all the monitoring. All that jazz that you have to learn and, de- and deal with, which is great. Okay, so th- th- that's kind of like a whistle's top stop tour of my side projects that I currently have at the minute. Um, there are others. There's certainly a lot more, a lot of other domains that are floating about that I've got uh, that I won't say because some of them are quite embarrassing. So th- we'll move straight on to the five ways to stay productive. So this is five ways to stay productive when you are creating a side project. So that a lot of the, a lot of the times a project, a side project will just sort of fizzle out. It'll just go, it'll just go. Ugh. And that's all right. If the, if projects fizzle out, that's fine. You know, like I said, you are the only one who's putting pressure on yourself to do this. It's not like a, a business requirement or anything. You're not losing any money by, or you'll lose a couple of dollars for domain names and web hosting and all that jazz, but you're not losing your your actual salary <laughs> over this. So it's fine if they fizzle out, but it's always good to try and stay productive. And these, I suppose, are byproducts. Uh, these are positive byproducts um, because a lot of these things you'll be doing anyway in your day-to-day, uh, day-to-day web development. Um, so if you, can, if you can try and level up your skills using these kind of methodologies and technologies, um, and processes whilst you're doing a side project, then you'll find that when you work on your main day-to-day work, 
you'll you'll have that skill you'll be able to bring that with you so what i'm talking about here is becoming more efficient and more effective when you're actually writing code and planning code the thing is when you 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 spend less time on your side project than you do when you are a a, a developer um when you are developing for your your day job because you only have the evenings and you have you only have the weekends right whereas when you're you've got a full-time job doing writing code then you've got the whole week you've got the whole week to uh to to do your thing right so you you need to be able to spend your time as efficiently and effectively as possible um so i create things to do lists okay i've got books i've got notebooks of them but also um i suppose more recently i've started to use github projects so i've got a github project for the bake by pen i've got github project for the how to code well sites um i will eventually have one for the discord bot and so on so these are these are kanban boards right so th- this is great so if you don't know kanban th- again this is a great w- way of learning how to use agile methodologies by having a side project so have a kanban board um and learn you know um work limits work uh work in progress limits all of that jazz learn how the kanban kanban board works um create your own issues and pull requests and make sure you have labels to organize and identify different tasks within your side project so for example i have a label for uh ui i've got a label for um uh back end i've got a label for uh devops i've got a label for testing you know all sorts of labels or uh, i've got a label for um investigation so maybe there's tasks that i'm like oh i'm not too sure about this let's put it technically that's a spike in agile but whatever uh okay so then time box those things once you've got them actually defined as issues in your things to do list whether it's just you know, something that you've jot, jotted down on a piece of paper or whether you've used like a GitHub project board, time box them. Give each issue perhaps a time and go, right, today I'm going to just focus on this one issue and and uh, try and solve that particular issue. Now, if you've watched any of my streams, you'll know that it doesn't work like that at all. <laughs> what you'll find is uh, <laughs> you'll you'll end up doing an issue and then that'll expand into many, many different issues or subtasks, as you could call them. Um, but make sure that you 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 jot those down because, again, it's a very time constraint thing, and you don't want to be um, you you don't want to lose time, and then when you come back to it uh, or run out of time, I should say, and then when you eventually come back to it, are not aware of where you left it. So. Do make sure that you actually record what you've done, what you're thinking, um, and what to do next. That's really, really helpful. Okay, so if uh, if it starts to suck, then stop. <laughs> yeah, so like you're in control of this thing. So if you decide that actually it could be re- better built in another technology or another thing, then do so. You know, don't worry about you know you're not wasting time it's not a time you by by changing up and moving different to a different direction you haven't wasted any time um at all not in my opinion it's actually been quite productive you've because you've 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 come up come to the realization that the solution that you were coming up with was not the right one and therefore you've moved on you've done something else that acceptance is actually a really good skill to have when you're a developer in your full-time job. (laughs) 
Okay, so uh, you are in control of the pressure, so don't worry if you don't finish it. Again, that's basically what I just mentioned there. Uh, reduce the number of side projects you're working on at once. Yeah, so I've got three here. One, two, three. No, I've got four. Yeah, that's too much. <laughs> don't do that. Um, only have a, a handful. I would I would go for one or two, um, especially only the one to start with, and then slowly you know build that up. But I wouldn't go any more than, say, three. <laughs> at any one point in time. Although, to be fair, the Discord bot and the status bot, they haven't really been touched in a very long time. The Bait by Pen and the, uh, the How to Code Well site obviously have been. So, yeah, I, I technically only have the two that are active and then the other two are in the wings, I suppose. Uh, okay, so now let's talk about five projects that everyone can do. Um, now, I don't know whether this is still streaming because I'm, it's still buffering. So I have no idea if this is still going on. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm still, I'm recording it. So I'm going to, I'll play this out as a podcast. Uh, but anyway, five side projects that everyone can do. So the first one, and this is very general, right? This is extremely general because um, I, I haven't sort of tailored this down to a language or a framework or an industry, you know, everybody can do this because everyone can do these projects because these projects kind of um, resonate, I think, with all kinds of developers. So the first one is to learn how to automate backups with a cron job. Let's say you're a Windows dev and maybe you want to get into Linux. Well, a really good great way to learn Linux is get yourself a Raspberry Pi. They're really, really cheap, right? Buy yourself a Raspberry Pi, buy yourself a hard drive, and then uh, learn how to do automated backups using cron. So you learn how to use a cron job, you learn how to backup um, to the hard drive, um, maybe do that every, every, uh, every evening, and then learn how to do that in the cloud. So learn how to use SSH, learn how to um, connect to some other cloud-based provider to then push up the code and then get that running every evening. Uh, so yeah, that everyone needs to have a backup so everyone can do that. Second one is to learn how to configure your dev machine via Ansible. So Ansible is extremely powerful, very, very powerful. It's great because it's, it's configuration and code essentially. And you are, you are, you're configuring your, your uh, setup, your environment through code. And you can configure your local machine. It's, it's crazy. You can configure your local machine using Ansible. And you can also obviously configure other machines out in the cloud, right? Out in the, out in the, out in the web. Um, but it's, it's a great idea to learn how to configure your local machine. Why? Well, because it's going to save you a lot of time when you go and upgrade your machine later. And also it's nice and safe. It's your machine. You're not screwing up anybody else's. <laughs> All right. Number three is to convert your blog into a web app, a progressive web app or a native app. Why not? Who, who you know, if you if you've got a blog or something that you do, some some sort of uh, thing that you you post, then, uh, you know, on a regular basis, then make that into some sort of um, mobile thing. Right. Whether that's a PWA or a native app or a web app. Um, learn how to deal with uh, media queries, learn how to do deal with uh, different screen sizes, different um, user interfaces, you know, um, touch versus swiping versus 
clicking versus tapping all of those kind of jazz if you're a back-end developer this is great because this is this this you can you know if you're a python or a php dev then why don't you just uh you could if you wanted to learn java and android or if you're if you're a front-end dev and you're good with view and and all that stuff then why don't you do this in react you know learn another framework but do but use this project as a catalyst for that uh, my audio is messed up. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that sucks. I am recording this, so I am going to uh, push this out to the podcast uh, next Friday. So I'll continue on and then see if I can sort out the audio. And if it is really messy, then I will do this all again. <laughs> okay, we've got two more. The first one is to start a podcast or a YouTube channel that documents your learning journey. So, uh, this is really interesting because, I mean, everyone has, or lots of people have a blog post, write blogs. They write blogs and they say what they've learned. But having the ability to be on camera and maybe not yourself, but have like a screen, um, sharing your screen where you're typing, that's a really good thing to, to show to future prospective employers. Um, it's also great for your learning journey. So do that. Also, if you've learned something and you want to share it, the, a great way to do it, as long as your audio works, is through a podcast. Um, and you can get yourself set up really uh, cheaply and easily these days on those kind of things. So, uh, And that also encourages you to have a, uh, a schedule, a scheduled show, a scheduled upload. Um, so it pushes you to learn new things because you need to have things to, to upload, if that makes sense, um, which is which is great. And then what you can do is you can automate your, your um, video encoding and you can automate your project creation. This is what I do. So I've got a bash script that creates all the folders for, for me. Um, and I've got scripts that do the encoding and stuff, batches up the bits and pieces and then then uploads them to the various places. Um, and also, I used to have a script that would pull down various playlists and create parts of a website um, for the videos that I've got here. Okay, so the last one is to rebuild your last project using a different programming language and document the comparisons. So, again, this is something that everybody can do. Their last project that they created within their comfort zone, see if you can either recreate the whole project or a part of the project using a technology, using a framework, using a language um, that they are completely and utterly unaware of. And then document either again through a podcast, through a YouTube or through a blog post, the, and the, uh, the pros and cons of the two various different things. The idea is that you end up with the same thing but written in two different ways. And this gives you the, uh, the, the knowledge of the various different um, pros and cons of different languages. There you go. Okay, right, I'm going to shoot off because apparently the audio is a bit rubbish and I can see this buffering up now, so I don't know really what's going on with the whole thing. I will be putting this out, if it's any good, on uh, next Friday. And... The previous episode will be out tomorrow. Thank you ever so much for watching. Happy coding, everybody, and I'll see you again soon. Cheers. Bye-bye.